0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay.
1: Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Ninety Day Fiance. Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today Miss H and I will be discussing Season Five, Episode Seven of Before the Ninety Days. In this episode, Caleb, Alina, and Elijah play Never Have I Ever. Benjamin gets suspicious. Gets a suspiciously familiar message from Mahogany at the airport. Jimena has some issues with Mike's manners. Kims thinks she's done enough to earn a night with Usman. Jasmine makes Gino jealous and seems to like it. Johnny is hesitant about coming to the U.S. because we suck at COVID. And Memphis seriously wants Hamza to get his shit together. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a 5-star rating and subscribe. And if you are also watching Love During Lockup, we are covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup, Mk. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy.
0: Hello, Mr. O.
1: Hello, Miss H.
0: How are you? I know you're a bit on the struggle bus.
1: I'm very, very tired. Uh, If you listened to our other one, you know that we uh, spent the weekend in Vegas and. My flight did not come home as quickly as I would have hoped, so oh I am gosh. I am running on fumes today, which is yeah. also the reason we're recording later.
0: <laughs> yes. So we were in Vegas for Mr. O's big birthday. Uh so yeah, we were there with a bunch of friends. It was good times. I actually ended up leaving early because I was definitely struggling on Sunday and Mr. O's uh flight was really late. In addition to that, yeah. the flight got delayed.
1: Yeah. I had a, the red eye back and then delayed. I was traveling from Vegas, which, you know, it's far from the East Coast, but it's mm-hmm. not that far. And it took me 17 hours to get home.
0: Oh, my gosh. That was like my train hel- train ride from hell from Chicago to D.C. that one time. That was like an 18 hour train ride. So, yeah, I definitely feel your pain. So uh, other people that have felt pain on this and maybe even travel pains. Uh, let's talk Memphis and Hamza. So Memphis and Hamza are heading to the embassy to file the paperwork to get married. The plan is to spend the night in a hotel since the embassy is two hours away. Hamza's is trying to get a friend to drive them, but he says that they might have to take the bus, which Memphis refuses to do since she has all her luggage. They will be cutting it close, which worries Memphis because she's afraid that the paperwork may take longer uh, than she'll be in the country and then she won't be able to get married. His friend comes to pick them up, but he's somehow forgotten his driving papers, so he claims there'll be just a 10-minute delay while his friend's brother is supposed to meet them with the papers. Hamza's getting annoyed with Memphis because he thinks she nags too much. An hour later, they still haven't left, and Memphis gets out of the car. She tells him she's mad, as it looks like she's going to cry. Hamza looks at a loss for words, probably because he doesn't know any words she would understand, So they finally get the driving papers and get back in the car. They plan on going to the embassy the next day because obviously they're going to get there after it closes. And Memphis is frustrated because she thinks she can't trust or count on Hamza. They get to the hotel and Hamza thinks that this is his chance to make it up to Memphis, you know, in the bedroom. He says all night long, even though I'm sure Memphis has her doubts. Memphis says they need drinks and she orders two cocktails. Hamza tells us that he's only drank a couple of times. Memphis is worried about him drinking too much and not being able to go all night. She then gets serious and says that if they don't get married on this trip, then she wants to break up. Hamza gets mad because she doesn't seem to love him and just wants to be married. Okay, so why do you think Memphis is so hell-bent on getting married, like, this time?
1: She seems to feel like if they're not married, they're going to go back and they're going to break up. I don't know why being married changes that right very much at all because that like almost i mean even it seems like going through that obviously i don't know tunisian laws or whatever Mm -hmm. but that seems like a uh she came we met we got married she left that seems like a situation where an annulment is a total possibility like that didn't really count right we're not counting that yeah give me a mulligan because yeah who would like count that
0: and the other thing is, it's like, okay, great, you got married. You still have to go back to America and you're still going to be doing the long distance thing for like a little while until you all figure out your visas. So I really I'm confused why she is so hell bent that she needs to get married like on This trip because I mean, it doesn't mean that you know they could they don't ever have to be apart again, they still have a buttload of paperwork ahead of them and waiting.
1: Yes, I don't know that she realizes how much waiting it is and how hard it is to get a visa, even if you're married, and especially when you get married in circumstances of this. Oh, how long did you know each other before you're married? Two days, yeah, "Yeah, let's wait. You're gonna be waiting on that visa for a while, right? Yeah, like. But it just – I don't – I couldn't figure it out. I don't know why it has to be right now because – oh, yes. I mean I get the shit or get off the pot marriage ultimatums. You know, for the situations where it's been like, all right, it's been like eight years, dude. Like we're either doing this or we need to move on. Like – but not like it's been – literally she says that. My fiance of eight months. It's been eight months. Right. And they're still going to have to be separated.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't get it. And I do think he isn't wrong when he says, like, I don't think she loves me. I think she just loves the idea of marriage because he's saying, you know, if she really did love him, then it wouldn't matter if things didn't work out. And it's not like he's... Actively, or at least not that we know of, actively trying to sabotage this process. So it's just like by natural course of events and, you know, just things not working out. It's like, and that's nobody's fault. It doesn't make Hamza a bad person that you should leave him. Eh,
1: I mean, okay, I don't think it makes him such a bad person that you should leave him. I don't Mm -hmm. know that it's not his fault. And I, I I think it's not intentional, but he's 26 and just doesn't have this. Time management, adult planning thing down yet.
0: Right. I mean, like, not his fault, as in, like, he isn't actively sabotaging this process.
1: Right. I feel like she's going to accuse him of that soon, though. Like, sure. if, if things keep going wrong, like, that's that's coming up. You just don't want to get married. You're making this happen on purpose. Because it yeah. is a little bit like, we're going to take a car. Are we taking a car? Sure. And then, you know, even if we set aside, I know bus ride Stuff with I know do that, like the way she talks to him.
0: Oh gosh. Right?
1: Is like when did he call the dude? And he like he did like a fist pump when he was like, Yusuf, can you uh give us a ride? And then you see him go, Yes! <clears throat> fist pump. It's like, yeah. I feel like you asked, should have asked him before, or had this set up like before now? Like, especially because poor Yusuf, did he just drive them two hours to Tunis and have them be like
0: Later, dude. (laughs) Come pick us up at some other time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's just one of those things where... You know, it's kind of he knows it's a big ask, right? A big ask to have his friend drive him two hours. Yes. And because, I mean, that's two hours there, two hours back. That's four hours of his friend's time. And I think like just sometimes how people are, they leave it to the last minute because they're just like they don't want to ask. Right. They're either embarrassed to ask. They feel bad for asking. And so they just put it off, put it off, put it off until the last minute. And then it's kind of like, I'm not saying that that's the right move because it's not, you know, that really isn't uh, setting yourself up for success. Uh, But I think like that sometimes, you know how people just have like avoidant personalities. I think that kind of is in the same vein as avoidant personalities. It's like they just are too uh, you know put off to like ask and they're just like scared of what the response is and so they just like leave it to the last minute yeah
1: i guess but it's also that's also a pretty immature thing to do like, oh, we feel like i'm
0: not saying it's we not. all went it's through our 20s mature. getting
1: getting burned by those things on both ends of them right by people who are like by the way can you do this thing that's gonna take three hours
0: yeah can you do me a solid i really need it
1: yeah and then it's like a way bigger thing than you would ask for but we've also been in other situation where like we needed somebody, and like we're like, oh, I don't want to ask because they're gonna say no. And I'm like, oh. I mean, I probably did more of the first part than the second part, but yeah. I just let this guy this with a wink. I just, oh man, and they sat in the back seat for him, like, mm-hmm. like he's doing you a favor. Sit in the front seat with a dude.
0: Talk I to could him on also the ride. see Hamza being the type of person where he just always seems to get his way, you know, and he kind of surrounds himself with. Friends that just, you know, are just our ride or die type friends, whether or not Hamza deserves it. And so he's asking at the last minute because he also knows, yeah, he'll take me. It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, if he, if he drank, he would definitely be the guy who'd be like, uh, not ever paying for a round. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, you're getting up, are you? Huh? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that also was weird to me because Memphis seemed like really like, yeah, we got we got to get drunk, you know? And then it was kind of like after he started like drinking just a couple sips. she's like, wait a second. Wait a second. I forgot about the implications, the physical implications of you being drunk. Uh, okay. Stop the bus. Quit drinking.
1: Out of the Goldilocks zone, she was like. All right. If he drinks, he'll last a little longer. But, you know, that we don't want to go till we have the other thing? side of the problem.
0: I don't think lasting longer is the thing about drinking. I think she means like loosen him up.
1: Uh, yes. I when mean, has
0: alcohol ever made anyone last longer.
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't say I mean, it lasts longer because you have to take more. You physically have to take literal more time for things, but it's not because <laughs> it's not because the good part is lasting longer. <laughs> It's for the part she was worried about and had to like, and he hadn't drinking that much. Does he even know that's a thing? Like she made little hand symbols for him, like the sad finger that like bends over like.
0: And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, okay. so then she actually and I don't know if this was an exaggeration at all, but then she actually at some point on this episode said that he lasted under 30 seconds before.
1: Yes. Right.
0: So I don't know if that's an exaggeration,
1: but... I don't know. I, I I Okay, here's the thing. Anytime anybody gives me some sort of measurement out of the bedroom, mm-hmm. right, I'm taking it with a huge grain of salt. Because you know what you don't have in the bedroom? Like measuring implements, right? So you're <laughs> going to tell me how long something is. And I'm like, based on what judgment, right? Did you really actually take the time to stop and like scale it up next to something else? I hope you didn't because that sounds lame. But the same thing with time. Like, were you like watching the clock? Did you have a stopwatch in your hand or was it just like? "Eh."
0: Well, I mean, come on. 30 seconds is a short enough amount of time. It kind of made it sound like it was like a two pump done situation.
1: Yes. yes. And so that's even 30 seconds is being being generous.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I feel like I I, I guess that, again, I still think the implication with that because it's been a while. He's excited. But then, like, if you stop after that, that's where the problem is. Right. Right. And she didn't seem to think about that at all because I feel like if there was – it would be too gross. If there was a round two, he probably would have been a little longer, right?
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know because I I just – what bothers me about him is – about him is that he doesn't actually answer her questions.
0: I don't think he knows how to. But
1: she asks very direct questions like what time does the embassy close? And his answer is we'll be fine. It's like, I didn't want to tell me mm. we'll be fine. I asked you what time the embassy closed. That is right. a different question. And then he has to go like, look it up. Blah, blah, blah. But he just always wants to be uh, – his answer to everything that might get him in trouble is, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's like, I didn't ask you if it was fine. I asked you a specific question.
0: I mean, quite honestly, yes, I agree with you. He does do that. But I just think his, the language barrier is too much for this this couple. Oh yeah, they're just not getting it.
1: No, and I mean,
0: and he knows he doesn't even know enough English to know this, but he just knows by her tone of voice. Oh, she's nagging me right now, and he is not about it.
1: No, no, he's not. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't get nagged, but that's different. But you know, because if you take care of your shit, you don't get nagged.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: All right. So moving on to, let's say, other kind of nagging. And mm-hmm. let's go to Mike and Jimena. So <laughs> Mike and Jimena wake up on in the resorts where they were in. I guess the, every, the rest of the family left. They stayed for some romantic time. And Jimena goes to get some coffee, waiting for Mike to join her later. When she gets there, she, talks, she calls up her sister, Wendy. She asks how things are going. And she's like, it's pretty good. But there are some things that bothers her about Mike. Like... The fact that he leaves his clothes everywhere and he farts in front of her. And (laughs) I think this part was lost in translation a little bit. Burps on top of her. Yeah. Uh, which I think means, like, burps, like, when he's close to her or, like, in her face or something and yeah. not, like, mm-hmm. literally they're doing it and he burps because that would be fucking weird. I
0: wouldn't be surprised, though. <laughs> I mean, just based on what she said, like, she said, like, he's just letting it rip in front of her. So if he's just letting it, like, he's, like, not even trying a little bit to just be like, all right, like – You know, I really have to. Oh, one escaped. It's like if you're just like full on whatever, I can see her him burping on her.
1: Later on, Mike does say like it just slips out. Like I think he has less um, skill and less practice at not letting it rip. And so he is not very good at it yet. (laughs) Anyway, she says it's just dirty, dirty, dirty. Cochino, 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 she says. And then they show us this weird, like, sequence that was set to, like, Looney Tunes music or something of him leaving his underwear on the floor and burping in front of her father. And then, like (laughs) – and then we have the part where they're, they're, like, making out and he totally – one slips out, a fart slips out. Yeah. So, um – her sister's advice is you have to talk to him about it. He's never going to know if you don't tell him. So she braces herself to tell him. Later on, uh, they have they sit in front of the romantic fireplace, get some big drinks, and now it's time to talk about fart fart Fartgazi. I don't know what we're going with. <laughs> so anyway, she uh, tells him all about it in pretty harsh words. And Mike's reaction is pretty much like, OK, all right, all right, I'll stop doing that. Okay. All right. And he has to keep saying it like that because she keeps telling him it's gross. And he's like, yes, we've established, we've established that you think it's gross. Thank you. Thank you (laughs) for letting me know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that's kind of like where we go on. So what's the, you know, it was pretty short. So what's the go with your experience? The most, I don't know, awkward conversation you had to have with somebody about something that they did that you wanted corrected.
0: Oh, gosh. Um, quite honestly, I cannot think of a single person that I've dated who has been like that gross oh, and yeah, yeah, I didn't
1: think it would be that gross. But like even like a, a – yeah, okay, you say that gross. I feel like a common one. You know, like the uh-huh. toilet seats up and down, things like that. And um, I think underwear, oh, on yeah. the ba- underwear on the bathroom floor I think is a pretty common one.
0: Ah. No, I can't say that I really have dated anyone who has been, like, super messy. Um, I think the only thing sometimes is sometimes I get – I've dated a guy who, like, you know, is kind of okay with not brushing his teeth every once in a while. Or, you know, stuff like that. And, like, stuff like that, it's not to say that, you know, like – I mean, ideally I would like that, like, to be clean all the time. But I get it at the same time. Like, you know, it's it's not a huge deal to me. It's not something that, you know, I'm going to say something about unless I was really, truly worried about them. You know, like, if they're someone who's, like, having... Problems.
1: Oh, like, your mouth is full of cavities, so... Yeah, or
0: something. Like, oh, yeah, your tooth thirds Maybe you should start brushing your teeth. <laughs> you have bleeding gums? Maybe we should start flossing more, you know? Oh, jeez. That's, like, the only thing I could really think about. But, you know, I don't know. I Luckily, I haven't had to have, like, conversations like that. And if it was something, like, if someone was, like, excessively you know, burping or farting, I don't know if I would bring it up the way that she brought it up. Because first of all, I would want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, is there some kind of medical condition I should know about that? Like, you know, you, you just have excessive gas or something. Help me to understand why this is happening first before I tell you, you need to stop. Otherwise, I cannot be with you because that's what she kind of made it sound like. And how feasible of an ask is that?
1: Well, right. I mean, if it's some sort of medical issue or something like that. Right. Like you don't want to hold him accountable for, you know, something he really even can't control. Right. But I don't know. The ones they showed us, he was just trying to like move around or get on top and (laughs) just. But I think like most couples just kind of have that thing where, you know, sometimes it happens to everybody. You're moving around and one just, you know, kind of slips out.
0: Yeah. So
1: I think we need to make a distinction between like that thing. Right. And, like, you know, him just like saving it up and letting it all out. So, right. like, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, like, my reaction sometimes is like just either ignore it or to be like, oh, seriously? And then I think based on that reaction, like, they kind of get like, oh, okay, it's not cute. But, like I said, I can't recall, like, I cannot recall dating anyone who's had this kind of specific problem. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I think we've all had somebody who, you know, let one go in front of us. I mean, it just happens to everybody. Sometimes you're moving right. around and shifting your seat and, you know, you don't mean to do it, but sometimes it, it just happens, you know?
0: Right. Because I don't need either. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't need you to be embarrassed over something that's like, you know, but if someone's just full on letting it rip, like she definitely implied.
1: But the other thing about it, you got to remember, he, this guy grew up with his grandpa and his dad.
0: With a bunch of dudes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because he had brothers, right? Like, I think he has two brothers. Yeah. So that's the other thing to me. Like, yeah, maybe he does need to have this conversation because, you know, it's I did kind of think about, oh, he really hasn't lived with a woman at all. And doesn't really even seem like he spent a lot of time with women just in general, like given his very, very brief slash non-existent dating history. So you're kind of like, uh, so it's almost like I feel like he does need to hear it. And he didn't, like, react too negatively about it in front of her. But what I thought was really interesting is, like, you know, when he was in the interview afterwards and he's kind of like, I don't know why she's bringing this up, like... You know, uh, I I didn't know that this would be a problem. It's like, really? Do you not know women? Right. <laughs> like, I don't, you think you could just do this in front of anyone and everyone just has to accept that this is you and love you? F- I just feel like if he
1: grew up in that kind of situation and he works at well, we don't know what he does for work, work, but he works at a firehouse, right?
0: I.T. He's in. OK. IT.
1: OK. He might work at home. And OK. I.T. Guys. that yeah. <laughs> but it's just like I just think that. I I think there's a decent chance that this is him holding back and he just like doesn't realize all the time. Like he just like does it and lets one rip. and It's like, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to do that right here. Damn it. Fuck. Like and he's just not good at recognizing what he is and isn't even doing because it's not something he ever thought of before. It's similar to me. It's similar to me in that because I'm American and I know people from other countries, it very much bothers them. I leave my shoes on in the house. Mm -hmm. And when I – I will oftentimes forget in other people's houses, but it's not because I'm like, fuck your house. I'm wearing my shoes. It's like Mm – it just – it doesn't always occur to me to take off my shoes when I walk in the house because I don't take off my shoes when I walk in the house. And so it just becomes kind of a habit thing where I've I've taken a few steps into somebody's house and be like, oh, oh, did you want me to take my shoes off, right? Now, if he's doing it without even an excuse me though, Mm. oh, I'm sorry, like – then, See, yeah.
0: But then that kind of goes back to like she should have this conversation with him, yes. you know, and I think the reason why she didn't have it at first is because, OK, so I had pointed this out uh, last week. You know, they were laying in bed and it was you could kind of tell someone had farted because it sounded like it. Right. And then just the look they gave each other. And so it's not that she's given him this like, uh, oh, I think it's funny. Look, she was just like this, like, what the heck is going on? Like, <laughs> you know, and I also really get that for her as a mom, a single mom, oh, yeah. of two boys like this is probably like, oh, God, because that's what she even said to Wendy, like. You know, it's like having another son. Like, am I just going to be his mom having to pick up his clothes, like deal with, you know, the gross things that I'm already dealing with my boys? Like, and yeah. I can kind of see her, you know, thinking that she would want like a mature man who's going to help be her partner, not collecting another little boy to like take care of.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I question the timing more than anything else. Like, certainly mm-hmm. if something's bothering you in a relationship, you should say it. I questioned the part where they she did it as they kind of sat down for a romantic, you know, romantic little fireside drink, and they're having their cuddling and like as they're doing that. It's like, oh, baby, you want to talk to me? Yeah, I did. You disgust me to the point of revulsion, and I actually am thinking about vomiting right now because I'm so grossed out by your body. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, because I think that's part of it too. Is if she had one of her like hot, you know, prison dudes that she's like into, and he did it. I don't know. I think she would probably come a little bit more slack, but it's already like Mike does not have a lot of, you know, things on the pro side right now. Right. So it, it does. It's like pushing it over the edge. Like, no, I am revolted by you because you do these things. Like I'm minimally attracted to at best before these things. So really, this is the matter of I can tolerate you. Yeah, physically versus like I am so grossed out by you.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, Let's move on to. uh, We had a short segment with uh, Ben and Mahogany. So Ben is ready to travel to Peru to meet his girlfriend of three months. He says that he's never had a romantic connection to someone like this before. Mm, and we have heard uh-huh. that plenty of yeah. times. The plan is to stay in two different hotel rooms in Lima for a couple of nights before driving to San Bartola, where Mahogany lives with her parents. Ben tells us that he's not going to have premarital sex because God commends waiting and he thinks the best sex is worth the wait. Hmm. Ben has moments where he has doubts, but then he just reads through his text with Mahogany and it reassures him. His son, Elijah, is driving him to the airport. Ben emphasizes that Mahogany is a very special person. Elijah is concerned that Mahogany isn't who she says she is. Ben says that if he fails, he's willing to take the hit and Elijah just hopes that he makes it back with all his kidneys. Ben is sitting at the gate when he gets a text from Mahogany that immediately discourages him. Mahogany's dad isn't trusting Ben's intentions and doesn't want Mahogany to meet him. He's getting nervous because it ends up he tried to visit uh, before uh, about a month ago for her birthday. And three days before, she told him he-, he couldn't come visit because she wanted him to meet her parents, but they happened to be away. Ben understands that she needs to be loyal loyal to her dad and her family, but he wishes she would just trust her love. He messages her and says he's going to get on the plane anyway and hopes she'll be there at the airport. All right. So I think it was interesting for Ben to kind of hear Mahogany uh, say that her dad disapproved because I think he as a father, like it kind of was like, oh, like what if I disapproved of you know, my daughters, like in this situation, how would you feel if one of your daughters, when she's maybe 18, so it's not too far away from now, was like dating some late 40s dude in a different country?
1: Yeah, no, that would, no. I (laughs) would know. Like, because that would be like, because I would be the same way he is. I'm like, what, 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 what is this guy going for? What's going on for Mm -hmm. him? Like, why is this, why? And like, because my only thing is, is like, the thing I would like stress is like why are you going for a forty late 40s dude who goes for girls that young like what's mm-hmm. I'm already concerned like that huge red flag just the fact that he wants to date you is a giant red flag
0: right right and now i adjusted the ages a little because you know mahogany's actually in her early 20s and ben is actually in his early 50s but I oh my figured, god you know if
1: my oh anybody over if it's i think it's, it is different because you mentioned something it was it was still a teenager and i'm like if anybody yeah. over 30 is going to be like what the fuck is wrong with that guy like already yeah. like uh, yeah, definitely not trusting the intentions, but it's just like, why is he? I couldn't get along with a 22 year old. Like, just, our lives would just be so remarkably different that I was like, I can't, you you don't want to, you know, you, yeah, so much of it is just like, why do you even want to be with a bunch of 20 year olds?
0: Right. I just find people like him and and he's not the only one on the show that has, you know, said stuff like this to be like just a little on the delusional side. Yeah. The fact that you have only known this person for three months that you cannot even speak the same language fluently, so you can't have more than, you know, superficial conversations. You haven't even met this person physically in real life, and how they continue to say things like, I have never had a romantic connection to someone like this before. You know, you were married and you had a mother of your children and you're trying to tell me that there was no romantic connection with someone that you could actually have deep conversations with. It's like, I don't get this at all. Neither do I. It's like this level of delusion. It's like, have you completely forgotten your yes. past I mean, relationships, you yes.
1: just have a, that goldfish memory where it's like nothing because mm-hmm. you were not only was he married, he was engaged to somebody else too,
0: right? Right, and it's yeah. like
1: d- those meant nothing, and I definitely would not trust an, anybody like I was dating if the conversation about their ex was. I felt like I was never really romantically connected to them. We were just like together out of range, but because I know, because I'm like this person's delusional. Like, I, yeah, what are they going to say about me? Right, right. And so it just doesn't. He's just so over the top with this, over the top because he's like, "It's the biggest spiritual and emotional connection I've ever had." I'm like, "Right, <sighs> you've never even spoken to her with her voice. Like, you don't even know what she sounds like. Yeah, right. Let alone you don't know what faces she makes when she talks. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah." I don't think it's quite as delusional as his weird insistence that if people make their own decisions, people want to wait till marriage for sex. That's fine. I'm saying that that's a perfectly valid choice for everyone involved. But don't come out and tell me that you think it's going to be the best sex ever. Like, because you're combining like because if I hear two things, right, the first time you do it with somebody Uh combined with uh, marriage sex and those if there's any two types of sex that I hear people just have rave reviews for, it's marriage sex and uh first time <laughs> and we're just combining those two
0: right right I just find it weird when people have an impression of how the sex is gonna be like it's like based on what exactly You've never like you touched just, you each just other don't know you don't know you just don't
1: know. It, yeah that's it, crazy and uh, yes I mean I I find that hard to believe even when people have physically been with each other you know even mm-hmm. if they, they've made out a few times okay we're getting closer mm-hmm. we're getting warmer they at least danced or something. So you've seen them move their body <laughs> like <you start> getting, <laughs> we're, we're getting closer. But like you don't even know what her hair feels like. Like, how are you going to know what th- th- that this is going to be the best you've ever had? Yeah, that just gets crazy talk.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, and I know that he would probably say that he's more of a romantic, but it's just like it's so far from reality. And, yeah. you know, if mahogany is real And if her, you know, this really is a real situation, you know, it's like, yeah, her dad should be suspicious of you and you should respect that and back off.
1: Although I find it weird that we have this. It's a common theme from the scammers and the catfish on the Mm -hmm. show, whether it's, you know, whether it's um, Maria and Caesar or whether it's, uh, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Yolanda and Williams. Right. Yeah. It's weird how the scammer isn't – like doesn't have enough foresight to kind of hedge off the having to meet part. And they're always like right at the last minute. They're like, "Uh, my dad said no and I missed the flight. I'm not coming by the way. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: You know? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you could have come up with something like even the excuse from a month ago, where he says, "Oh, you know, her parents weren't in town, and so she really wanted him to meet the parents, so he shouldn't come." Yeah, it's like that makes no. This sense. doesn't make much sense at all. I would be like, "Let's rock! The parents aren't in town. Come on over!" Yes,
1: if her parents. Yes, well, I mean, and if you wanted to meet her, it's like, then why did we schedule my visit when they weren't going to be in you? How long did you know they weren't going to be in town? What do you mean they're not going right. to be in town? How long are they going to be out yeah, of town? Yeah, like
0: three days before. Yeah. yeah, makes no sense. But yes, you're right. I feel like scammers could come up with something better or at least not get themselves in a situation where it's like, oh, God, how do I get out of this? Well, I
1: mean, and unless you're like, cause, oh, man, that the, the Caesar one was the worst one. Because remember, she let him go to Cancun by himself knowing she was not going to get yeah. on that plane. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So that brings us to – let's go with Gina, Gino and Jasmine. So Jasmine's picking out a dress and she does that thing where she tells Gino to pick out a dress and then picks out the other one that he didn't pick um, because it's the night of her divorce party, which is apparently a thing. So Gino is actually not invited to the divorce party because it's just for the girls. Um, so they're throwing the party for her because her recent divorce to her ex was just finalized a little while ago. And uh, they were going to go out and, you know, go to the club, go to do things. But because of COVID, it's in it's the same suite, in the, a different suite in the same hotel they're in. So when they get there, Genesis, uh, her friend Genesis, and then her friend uh, Marilis, and a dude, but it's Leo the hairdresser, and he seems pretty gay. So, you know, not any uh, kind of stuff for that. But anyway, they go there, they drink champagne, you know, they talk about Gino, they talk about how... And this was a little suspicious. Jasmine describes the last fight as Gino saying, oh, the rooms and the color of my house is super important to me. And I love it with all of my heart because I picked it out with my loving ex-wife, who I still have feelings for. Like she just really laid it on thick about what mm. what she said happened versus what actually happened. But she says she really does appreciate that he risked his life to die of COVID for her and come down to Panama right now. Um so they, you know, keep having all the girl talk and the gossip about, you know, Gino's bedroom pr- prowess. And then, you know, in comes the stripper dressed like a soldier, like would seem like an interesting choice to me. Um, and as yeah. they keep showing the, the, the stripper getting farther and farther stripped along and closer and closer to grinding on Jasmine, we keep having this nice uh, editing troll where they keep flipping back and forth to Gino. Jasmine. Gino packing clothes, Gino <laughs> sitting all by himself, Gino being boring, Being boring. back to stripper grinding in her face. <laughs> you know, she says that um, Gino should not be jealous because the stripper was just doing his job, which, again, was grinding his junk in her face. So <laughs> anyway, they go they do go back to the room, to Gino's room to have it to have a drink with him. And he's happy that he that he is included in the party, even if it was the end of a night. But then we get to the real reason they wanted to include him in the party so they could show him the video of a stripper. Um, So at this point, he makes just a terrible face um, and, you know, they – he ends up being pretty upset about it. They end up kicking everybody else out and they sit to have a talk about it. He does at least have the wherewithal to ask like, well, how would you feel if there was a stripper grinding on me? Because – and – To Jasmine's credit, she does seem to say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't like that. That would be terrible. (laughs) I might murder you. Um, So, you know, but as he says, yes, I was jealous. Jasmine's face kind of turns because it seems like it's actually like really doing it for her when he says how he was jealous about this. And that means the um, bedroom door closes and they move on. So as a divorced person, are divorce parties? uh, Me saying this because I'm confused about this. Is a divorce party like a thing?
0: Oh, I think it's kind of been trending. Uh, like a uh, few celebrities had some divorce parties. Like I'm really the one that really sticks out in my mind is um, Shauna Mokler. She was married to Travis Barker. She had this huge divorce party okay. in Vegas where she had this like crazy like wedding cake style, like the tiered cake with a big old like knife in the top with blood coming down. Like yeah, I don't
1: get it. I just I just as somebody who's divorced, as I said already, like. It sounds – it's just – it's not I, – I don't trust people who are happy that they're divorced now, right? Uh, it's just – just, it's not the right vibe for me. It seems like
0: – Sure, sure. But if you think about who's involved here, Jasmine is about anything that's her. Sure. Right? Yeah. So I can see her like – she's the kind of person who is going to have like at least five different parties leading up to the actual wedding. Right. You know, like she's gonna come up with something. She's the kind of person who is gonna celebrate uh gender reveals and whatever That's else fair. they have. I
1: mean she's she's at least hitting she's at least hitting a bachelorette party, uh wedding shower, Bridal an engagement shower, party. Yeah. Right. Yes, she's engagement we, we party. We got at least three. At least those three are coming up, right?
0: Right, right. And she'll probably come up with something else too. So, yeah. Yeah. so we picked yeah. a date
1: party, the <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um okay, so when she says it's only girls, does she somehow consider her I'm going to assume it's gay friend as a girl just because Because that
1: that I think she does. I think it's like I don't know I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not gay, so I would, you know, definitely don't want to speak on behalf of gay people, but I like
0: yeah, but I mean, you could be gay and still be a man. Yes, like, you're still a man. I, I don't think that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I, I just... don't like.
1: I want to speak. I don't want to tell people how to feel. But yeah, I would feel pretty. I personally would be like, well, I'm not a girl. I'm like one of the girls. But I don't know. He seemed into right. it. I mean, it, and it wasn't like Gino was like, "What you said? There wouldn't be any guys there." Like, yeah, he doesn't. That, like yeah, he knew he it was going to be care. Yeah.
0: Right. He cares more about the stripper, which I'm happy that he actually stood up for himself and in a way that got her to kind of like pause and be like, oh, yes, I would have gone crazy (laughs) if it had been the other way around. And speaking of crazy, her friends straight up tell Gino that she's crazy. And it's just like, Gino, you're an idiot. Everybody around her tells you that she is crazy and I don't know why you're not hearing it or you are it's not sinking in well, or he tells, doesn't believe. Everybody tells
1: her to her to her face that she's crazy, too. Yeah. She's like, right. yeah, I am. That's right. I'm crazy. Like, I'm the crazy one. I,
0: oh, my gosh. What did they think crazy means? I don't
1: know. But I, I couldn't figure out why, like, they specifically went down there and were like, let's go show Gino the photo of the stripper.
0: That was messed up. Even he was just like, I don't understand why you're showing me. Yes. Like, I don't. It's almost like he was like, a, I don't care. I just don't need it rubbed in my face. Yes.
1: Yes. I mean I I think that's where he was. I think he said that things about the jealousy later, but I think if he if he kind of conceptually knew there might be a stripper there, it, but he's like, "All right, yeah. fine, it's that kind of party." But yeah, but I don't know why you all made a point of running down here to show me like what the hell is that? That right. that seems absurd and just mean-spirited.
0: Yeah. In theory, I would feel the same way. Like, okay, so my partner's going to get a stripper or be at a strip club. In theory, As long as nothing happened, I would be okay. I just don't need details. Yes. Because I don't need to think about that.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. As long as it's not one of those, you know, I don't know who had one of those bachelor parties where it's just like, you know, oh, time to get laid for the last time. And like the divorce party was like, time to get laid for the first time. Like, no, we don't. Oh, God. But yeah, the nothing happened thing. Like, it's, I don't know. It's totally not my cup of tea. I don't get it. I would be uncomfortable. I'd be like, this is the stop. Mm -hmm. Just stop. Just stop this. Like, I don't. I'm uncomfortable. I don't need you guys here for this. Like the people who are watching. I don't need somebody else slapping the stripper's ass. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> this is awkward. I, but that's that seems like a lot of the time what the point is. It's not actually supposed to be sexy. It's supposed to make the guy, the bachelor person, feel awkward. Like they're busting his boss.
0: Yes. Sure, sure. Um, And so G, I mean Jasmine, to make Gino feel better, says like, oh, I'm only attracted to you, baby. And it's just like. What a lie. You know, it's just like I feel that people say that, but
1: it's a lie. It's an unbelievable lie. It's not a believable lie. Like
0: it's not a believable lie. It's almost like something saying just something so hollow and empty. Yes. And it's like no one actually believes that you're only attracted to Gino. That yes. guy. Come First on. of all, nobody,
1: no matter which guy it is, nobody actually believes that you're only attracted. Right. To him. Exactly. That's just not not, yeah, that's not tenable. Let alone if that guy is Gene. If that guy is Gino. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, it's one thing to say. And I think it like really maybe the more honest thing to say is I will only be like, I'll be faithful to only you. Or
1: Or, or, even something, you're the only person I want to be with that. Sure. That one makes sense. Like, but attracted to like, come on, people are hot. Like there's hot people out there and we can (laughs) we can all acknowledge that there's hot people out there.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um let's go ahead and something that's heating up is Kim and Usman. Oh, so Yeah, Usman has been impressed with Kim and her take charge attitude at the video shoot. And now that it's a wrap, they have time to spend together. They're heading to Stonetown to sightsee and Usman tells Kimberly he really likes her. And she says she loves him and then gets kind of weirdly embarrassed and feels a need to justify her response, saying that she's always she always tells him that over messages. They go shopping when Kim sees a fedora that reminds her of Michael Jackson and she tries to get Usman to dance for her like Michael Jackson. Usman tells us he does like Michael Jackson, but Kim is obsessed and crazy when it comes to him. They end up getting matching bracelets and continue to walk around. Kim then takes the lead and says that they have to get to know each other, and she thinks Usman should give up his room uh, to someone else on the team and stay with her. He says that he will do that if they become boyfriend-girlfriend, and Kim is worried that he won't decide that until the last night, and then they will have wasted all this time. Usman points out that Kim really just seems to want things her way, and that reminds him of his last relationship. He's talking about baby girl Lisa, Mm -hmm. and Usman is starting to feel like he's going to get humped and dumped, and Kim can't believe he thinks she would just use him for sex. Kim claims she's not begging him for uh, sex and acts all butthurt, saying she wants to go back to the hotel. Usman tries to make a Michael Jackson joke, and Kim just isn't having it. She's mad because she's been attentive, loving, she's been the assistant, the manager, and basically in her eyes, the perfect potential. But still, he doesn't see that she would make an amazing girlfriend. She refuses to hold his hand as Uzman just tries to grab her arm, and, and uh, Kim says she won't ask him to stay uh, with her again the entire trip. Kim says that she prides herself on the fact that she's, la- she's not like his ex-wife. Usman says that they will figure it out as he strokes her face and keeps repeating her name. They part ways and go to their separate hotel rooms. Two hours later, Mm -hmm. Usman comes and knocking on Kim's room door and asks if maybe he should stay there? Kim says if he wants to, and he says, okay, and she is excited beyond words. She asks if he wants to have sex, and Usman says that it's too soon for sex. He starts to build a pillow wall as they talk about Usman's yammy yammy. And Usman puts his arm around the pillow wall. And Kim wonders why he can't just put his arm around her instead. Okay. So why do you think that Usman is just like, I don't know, slamming on the brakes? Like, if we think about traditional, like, or I guess stereotypes. Right. This is Definitely, kind of role reversal. Sure, if you think about yep. you know our more traditional stereotypes. So, why do you think Usman's pumping the brakes here? Uh,
1: I think Usman's pumping the brakes because he doesn't really want to have sex with her. <laughs> like, and he's <laughs> staying over. He's like, "Well, man, that didn't go too well. When it didn't stay over, and I was kind of enjoying the part where she's buying me stuff and doing stuff and being fun yeah. to be around. So, what's the bare minimum yeah. I can do that's gonna like keep that train rolling, like?" And yeah, it is the so sleep in a bed with the uh, hazel pillow wall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and so I, I I do think that's what it is. I just don't think because it I don't know. I guess it's not unusual. I, I, it just seemed a little odd to me. Like, I feel like usually isn't it more common that you have sex with somebody and then don't sleep over rather than <laughs> sleeping over. Sleep over and, and not, not have, have sex.
0: sex. I don't really get him just in general. Like when we first saw baby girl Lisa, like I was confused. Like he can't really be attracted to this woman. He can't really like be into this person. She's just so different, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just, it, it was such an odd match. And I I just had a hard time believing that it was like real. You know, but then they got married. And I'm not saying that that all of a sudden makes it real. But it means that he's at least seriously committed to the lie of acting like he's really into her. Well,
1: especially because you remember like how she was like, how I'm going to keep him hooked was like, we're just going to have sex without condoms. Like that was the big thing. And it was like
0: the bareback. And that was like
1: that happened like right away. It wasn't like he had this hold on thing. But it's this now because I think he just brought this new wrinkle of the potential. You're my potential, which is just. It, it makes them both look – because it makes her look simultaneously desperate, which we talked about all the time, yes. right?
0: Right. And so but sad. But this
1: time, it was like I actually was starting to get mad at her because she seemed to be like, I've put so much money into this ATM that, that sex should have popped out by now. And I didn't have to put any right. more money into it, right? Yeah. I've been the perfect potential. Although, does she really want that? Because I feel like, you know, I feel like most girls – if you were talking to somebody and you were like, you know, coming up with what does it look like, and they said a yam, you'd be like, "No, that's okay, I'm good."
0: <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "What is happening?" I'm like, I, maybe I don't even know what a yam looks like. I don't yeah, know. I mean, there's different species of yams for I'm sure. I'm thinking of so. the ones that are in
1: my grocery store that are, you know, very elliptical and um, lumpy and. Uh, like, not pointed in the same direction all the time it's like seemed like very not ideal i
0: think he was trying to imply that it was girthy yes and just yes thick and hard i think it was what he was going I, for I, I
1: know but there are a lot of things that are that that i'd be like yeah but it's lumpy <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 oh goodness yeah, I, I mean, the whole thing about their storyline that just really bothers me, it, it's just, it's any person, man or woman, who is so desperate to look like the perfect partner to, like, win the other person right. over. And it's just like, I I don't know. It's like, have some self-respect, and it woman.
1: Just, I mean, and when you're doing that, don't, don't you also kind of think, don't you have to think that this is unsustainable? Like,
0: yeah, like wh- when is this? When this go- end? Where is this gonna stop? Yeah, when does this end? Exactly, because it's kind of like, does she is she always gonna have to act like that? How hard is it for her right. to act like so, that? So I mean,
1: I definitely agree that there's you know the, what you should ch- change for relationships is definitely somewhere in between letting all of your farts rip and uh, <laughs> being having feeling like you have to you have to be the perfect partner or you will. Lose
0: lose this person. I Yes. And I think th- that's exactly what bothers me about it is like you feel like you have to be on your best behavior because if you're not, the other person will just leave you. That's just that's not a real relationship.
1: No, no it isn't. Yeah. All right. So speaking of not real relationships.
0: Um, oh, goodness. We
1: get to Caleb, Alina and also Elijah, who they're having dinner with and having A bit of an awkward moment, and they feel like they have to get it all out in the air. This was so
0: weird.
1: Because Elijah walked in on them doing it last night, and Caleb was very confused. Why were you in the room? Why did you have a key? When you saw us, why didn't you leave right away?
0: (laughs) Right. I was like, why is he? And the impression we got was that he just stood there and stared because he was trying to get an eyeful of Caleb's job. Yeah, junk. he was
1: trying to he was trying to take it all in for Caleb. So
0: yeah, he just wanted to see how big Caleb was. I was like, what is this?
1: I wonder. Did they talk about it with Alina, or is he just like, what? I like, I, I, he, he, you know, speaking of people who are pretty obviously also gay, right? Is uh-huh. him like you'd think he'd be like, well, I like to see what guys are working with. I don't know. I gotta just check it out, but.
0: That's so weird. Because then also it's like, well, it's not like I'm sure Alina was there, and I'm sure Alina's parts were there too. Oh, it's I'm sure like he, I'm sure gonna... he's seen Alina
1: naked, though. I'm pretty sure that's it.
0: okay. But seeing someone naked and seeing in the someone throes have of sex, sex
1: yeah, that's different.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, not exactly the same thing. You don't get the same angles <laughs> just because you happen to see someone that's true. naked.
1: They de- yes, I'll give you a okay. yeah. Yes, yes, if you're if you're changing somebody or you're you're in them in a changing room or mm-hmm. something, they tend to keep. Parts hidden that when you're doing it are d- – can't be hidden. It doesn't work. It's a wide <laughs> <open>. <laughs> yeah, Just <laughs> – right. Fair enough. But anyway, kind of – I don't know. I, I, it was hard to tell because he kind of said stuff about it. And I liked what I saw. So I don't know if he was like – Trying to make a threesome happen, or I think more likely he was just try he just really like he just really, really enjoys making Caleb super uncomfortable.
0: Oh, well then yeah, Elijah <laughs> <a> mission accomplished. <laughs> so then I was uncomfortable. Then Elijah
1: has another idea to make everybody uncomfortable, and that's to play Never Have I Ever. <laughs> because I guess they're 18. Um anyway, so Elijah starts off by saying, by asking, you know, never have I ever. Had sex with 100 women, which just gets a laugh from Caleb first. Of all. Because first of all, he should have said people. It's the women part that threw it off. It was like.
0: No. Nope.
1: Because <laughs> like, I don't, can't tell if he was if Caleb was laughing at first because he knew what the result was or if he was like, well, yeah, Elijah, you clearly have not had sex with 100 women. Like we knew that already. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he has that question. Alina doesn't take a drink, but Caleb does. And he got kind of drinks. I's like, what? Is there a problem? You knew that I had you knew what I did before. And she was like, yeah, but I didn't know it was like a (laughs) hundred. So anyway, then it's what it's his turn. And he just says, never ever lived in Russia, which is always the lamest thing you can do. in this game is say something that's obvious. It makes the other two people have to drink that reveals nothing from Uh anyone. And then what was the one she said? Oh, oh, she never had a threesome. And then nobody drank, which I was surprised by a little bit. Um, And then it comes back to Elijah and that was – and then we learned basically the whole point of bringing this game up was to say never have I ever kept a secret from my significant other.
0: Of of 13 13 years? Very
1: specifically of of a friend that I had for 13 years and I kept a secret from him. So that kind of sets Caleb off and Alina says we'll talk about it later when we're alone. I don't want to talk about it now. And then they kind of get into the conversation about where is this going? Are we being committed? Are we being serious? And you know, Caleb wants to do his same his same thing he's always been doing. Well, we just have to see where this goes. We just have to see where it goes. We just have to see where it goes. And now that I know there's this big secret coming out, how do you want me to tell me or tell me if you're going to be committed? Which actually is a legitimate point, right, on this point. Maybe like, not, not before when he was mm-hmm. saying the same stuff. But when he was like, there's a secret, I don't know. So anyway, um, they end up leaving, going back to the room, and they're in bed after – Caleb does certainly nothing to help her get into bed as her I stool know, was I saw that sliding struggle. all over the place. She was really struggling and he's just sitting there reading being yeah. like mm. God. she does tell him the secret that back when they were talking to each other, she was living with the ex. Now, I could I, I'm, I'm trying to get the timing right on this. Right. And again, that just hardens his resolve that we shouldn't be making any kind of decisions yet, even though he's there for like, what, two more weeks or something. Anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what help me out with what the situation was. She was talking to Caleb while she was still dating this ex or she lived with this ex after they broke up.
0: I think she was still living with the ex when they were broken up. And uh, she also was talking to Caleb at the time. Right. And I mean, and obviously she was probably talking to Caleb even before. Uh it might not have been flirty or anything, but. Um, Because they've been friends for 13 years. At least that's what they keep saying. So uh, there's definitely some blurred lines when it comes to timeline of things. And I think Alina is acknowledging that.
1: Yeah, because if it was like if they were talking 13 years ago when she lived with the ex, I mean, were they – was it flirty-ish talking or was it actually developing a relationship? But, I mean, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, it all comes down to it's a big deal because you treated it like it was a big deal. And you kept it a secret. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Right, the actual timeline of it doesn't matter. It's the fact that you thought he shouldn't know this and, like, hid it from him. I mean, I guess it's not very hard to hide when you're over the internet who you're living with, um, depending on how much live talking you're doing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, true.
1: But, yeah, I didn't – because it definitely was, like, bordering on – my big secret is that I lived with an ex once, like, when we were friends. And you hadn't expressed any interest in me yet. Like, I feel like that's.
0: Yeah, I think it was when they were still talking because it kind of made it sound like it was recent. Yeah, I was trying to figure
1: when did she move out with it? When did when did she no longer?
0: Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy moved out like right before they left for Russia. Yeah, for some reason in my head,
1: I was thinking it was like four months ago, which would be they would have already planned this Russia trip and been talking
0: Mm -hmm. whatever it is they're talking. Yeah, turkey trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, turkey
1: trip. That's right. They're not in Russia.
0: Right, yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely think there is some questionable uh, timelines here. And speaking of questionable, I guess we should address the po- potentially major rumor that um, that Caleb and Alina may be cut out of the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say because it's just rumor. No one's like verified anything. And to be honest, um, I don't know if I would have really. Uh, given this any kind of like, um, you know, taking it as seriously as I did, not considering the source. So the Ashley came out with it and she's pretty good about not putting anything that's like verified by some kind of inside source. So I definitely trust what she says. And so she was saying that she posted an article a couple days ago saying that uh, production is very upset with all these things that keep coming out With Alina kind of being racist, not towards any one group of people, which to me, it's it's I'm not justifying this in any way, but it's kind of like I think that's just like her personality. And even she has kind of defended herself saying, like, well, we're in Russia. Like, you can say stuff like that in Russia. Like, it's okay here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it is a. (sighs) difference right between in cu- culturally mm-hmm. and you do have to kind of yeah but it, it, it's
0: i don't think you have people checking you like you do here in america and i think that's part that's of, part of why that's she part of probably, it. probably didn't well, think and some, it of the was, some of the a things she posted
1: deal. would be kind of be like no no no, you don't understand you can't say in america you can't not you can't say that like that's that's right. off the chart but right. you know you you couldn't be like what i i I just threw a banana at the soccer player. It's what we do in Russia. and it's like, no, that's what racist people do in Russia. <laughs> like you're still being racist. Right. right. And so yeah. it's like, yes, you can say that's what people do. But there's yeah, that's because there's racist people in Russia. That's why people do it there. Like you can't just say. Right. You can't just, just, just go on that. But like definitely specifically when it came to because there were social media posts. And the biggest one I saw was mm-hmm. that it did use the N word. And I just think there is a distinction there between her and like when mm-hmm. lisa did it and she did get fired baby girl mm-hmm. lisa got fired for for using that language
0: yeah and it just so happened that she got fired after like the season was over right so i mean like even though tlc is gonna make a, like oh yeah we stand up against like p- racist people and like make an example of her it was kind of like well did it really affect any of us you know, because we've already seen all of their right. season. And so the my skepticism of how serious this is, is that I feel like either TLC or Sharp, it's like stuff has come out about this cast you know, before they've been on and they're still on. Like, I'm thinking even Jeffrey from a couple seasons ago, he actually was recently convicted. So that's, like, serious. You know, I get, I get that when he was on the show that it was, they were still allegations, you know, and it hadn't gone to court yet. But they still didn't cancel him, essentially. And now they want to cancel uh, Caleb and Alina in the middle of the season. It just... I, I, you know, considering other things that have happened and how they've dealt with it. It's just I I have skepticism that they really will just pull and edit them yeah, out of the show. I, at I this think point. I think you
1: might be right. But it's like, yeah, I can't believe I mean, the biggest thing is and I think they took a lot of heat for Jeffrey. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of why they're very sensitive afterwards. I think both of these people, baby girl, Lisa was after him, too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, especially because, yeah, he got convicted recently. I had not been when the show was on. But like. Yeah, we didn't cover yeah. him, and most of the podcast didn't cover him because it was like, no, this is yeah. like legit. This is legitimate. Um, and so I just, I mean, and I'm not saying that it's a thing. I just don't understand anybody who, anybody, whether you're a teenager and plays football or go on a reality show, who doesn't, before they get announced of being on the show, completely delete oh, their that. entire social media. Scrub everything is deleted. Scrub everything.
0: Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, just start a new yes. account. I would delete my know? old account
1: and start a new one. Absolutely. And and I yeah. don't think there's anything back there that would get me in trouble. I barely post on social media and I would still do that. <laughs> like,
0: Right. But you just, I, I don't know, you don't want to worry about how something has aged yes. too. Because, I mean, some of this stuff, it's like people are coming up with things from like, you know, 10 years ago. And I'm not saying it was okay 10 years ago, but... It's just, you know, we weren't didn't have the same kind of awareness of how offensive it was, Um, you know, and even things like, you know, television shows. Like if you look back on television shows, what they were, you know, joking about talking about 10 years ago, you would never be able to get away with that stuff. Oh, Especially
1: stuff. The one that always sticks out to me at this point now is because there's been a huge amount of change is the way like shows Mm -hmm. from the 90s dealt with like transgender issues and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. always a huge punchline. That's a dude. Like, ha, ha. It's like, ugh. Like, just yeah. really, really gross now. Right? And that's right, just what it was. Right. There. We've learned a lot is, is yeah, is what your point yes. is. Yes.
0: Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, So, they were not our last couple. We still have Ella and Johnny. So, let's go ahead and cover them. Ella feels like things are falling apart. They are looking at other options since Johnny's Singapore visa was denied. Ella is meeting up with her friends, Corby and Pal. Uh, Ella tells them about their current plan of going through Dubai and quarantining for 14 days before heading to the U.S. Unfortunately, Johnny doesn't like this idea and wants to postpone the trip altogether because he's actually terrified of getting COVID now that the Delta variant is on the rise. Ella is frustrated and thinks this is an excuse because she thinks travel can be done safely. Ella thinks she might be wasting her time because she's put up with a lot of excuses already this year, including uh, he said he had to get a driver's license and money. And, uh, you know, that's another reason why he postponed a trip. Powell thinks maybe his parents uh, value family and want him to marry a Chinese woman. Ella, n- Ella then thinks that maybe it's his parents that are holding him back in the end. So she's playing on confronting Johnny and demands to know why he really isn't coming. Ella and Johnny video chat, and Ella asks him what he's thinking. And Johnny says he's been tracking infections, and he fears that he's going to get COVID and will have to be hospitalized in the U.S., and he knows that that would bankrupt him. Ella thinks that the risk isn't high enough for him not to come. Johnny says that Asians just are more cautious, and he thinks that Americans are much more brave. Ella thinks that that can't be the real reason and asks if there's anything else he may be hiding, like... Possibly his parents not approving of their relationship. She asks if his parents would be okay with him marrying a white woman from America. He says they're fine. Johnny says after his divorce, it's important for him that his parents not interfere with his relationship. Johnny is confused why Ella is getting mad. And he says that he doesn't want to let her down or be disappointed, but he thinks that they're just still discussing it. Ella says that it's his decision now. Ella thinks that maybe she will have to move on if she has to wait any longer. All right. So do you believe Johnny's um, fears over COVID uh, or do you think there's something else that he's that's holding him back? I
1: actually kind of do believe his fears over COVID because he's in China, which I'm sure in China they hear.
0: It's thought of very differently. Well,
1: there's they have. And, you know, it, people, I know people like to go, How are you going to believe the Chinese thing? But they have a very, the Chinese government, but they have a very, very low case rate um, and compared to us. Very, very low yeah. fatalities compared to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the Chinese media absolutely loves being like, Americans suck at COVID. There's no way. They're just, they're terrible at it. They know what they're doing. China is awesome. I can see right? that.
0: Yeah, that kind of fits in with the whole propaganda of China is like the best country <laughs> yes, ever. Yes, sure. these
1: Americans couldn't handle it. They they go out there like assholes without masks on and just do whatever. And don't cough yeah. your face. Also, their health care is ridiculously expensive. And if you go to the hospital, you'll die and owe them a million dollars still. Like, so... <laughs> I believe he's I believe that's the message that he's hearing about America. I'm sure he's in China hearing just awful things about the situation in America, awful things about how everything's Mm -hmm. going. And this was, you know, when the Delta wave was picking up. So he was like, it's getting real steep. And it makes sense to me when you're going on that timeline that if it was earlier, Mm. if it was in June, if it was in, you know, July when, you know, it was it was really good then. Like really, really good. Yeah. That you would agree to come and then Delta wave hits and you'd be like.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I I think he brings up some fair points like culturally Asians are more cautious. They're not exactly known for being risk takers except for when it comes to gambling. <laughs> as I talked yes, about as in Vegas, biggest, but... all the
1: all the 88 cent <laughs> slot machines everywhere. Yes.
0: <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it's um I think that's completely valid, culturally speaking. You know, Asians are not exactly known for being risk takers, and especially for something that has a lot of unknown variables. And the fact that his family is depending on him financially. And he's right. If he were to end up in the hospital, like, who's going to pay those hospital bills? Although I wonder a little bit, like, um, if he couldn't just get travel insurance. Because I know, like, when I uh, have traveled... Um, The last couple times that I've been out of the country, uh, when I was in uh, Turks and Caicos and when I was in um, uh, Thailand, uh, there was a requirement from the country to have a certain amount of traveler's insurance to cover specifically a potential COVID hospitalization in the Mm -hmm. country. So, you know, and. I I doubt America has some requirement, rule, or obligation. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but I know. But at the same time, isn't that travel insurance still you know an option? Yeah, I I also
1: kind of wonder if I wonder. Honestly, if the rates for America are just absurdly high, if you want to get this health insurance, mm-hmm. right? Not because they're like, yes, because we yeah. do know how much a hospital says they're going to charge for a hospital stay in America for someone with no insurance. Like we've seen that number. Right. And we're not. And your, ra- your rates are going to be very, very much higher instead. <laughs> To compensate for that,
0: right? Well, let me just put it out there that when I did have to pay for, um, you know, the uh, traveler's insurance that covered healthcare in case of COVID, it was pretty cheap. It was like thirty bucks for like two weeks. Yeah, uh,
1: but I, I wonder. But you, we the, compared to the hospital, it's thirty bucks for two weeks. I don't know. It, it, it obviously is do Oh, no, that's
0: what I'm trying to say. It's cheap, like, for another yes. country, you know, but I, I, I don't see it happening that no way saying. for America. I'm like, if, if,
1: like, if you stub yeah. a toe and it's no, going to cost agree. us, the, you know, $80,000, then yeah, we're going to have to work something out, right? Who loses it, right. let alone an ICU stay for COVID? Oh, my God.
0: Oh, goodness. I know, right? So, I don't know. I just think Ella, I think she's letting her insecurities kind of take over, and she's insecure that... You know, there's no approval from the parents that Johnny really doesn't want to meet her, and she's like now making it about her, and it couldn't possibly be because of COVID or these other legitimate. Um, reasons well, it was why funny because they brought up over. the
1: parents and, and, you know, Pal brought up the parents and that mm-hmm. I think that might be it. And he literally was like, no, no, no. My parents are never meeting her. That's a bonus. I like this. <laughs> they ruined my last marriage. <laughs> and they're staying the hell out of this one. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, he still has to support them, but he's definitely like, they are having nothing to do with this relationship. So I don't give a shit what they think about it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think she kind of just needs to chill out. But at the same time, she needs a storyline. So I guess uh, Doubting Johnny is now the storyline. Because
1: we said this last time, we're not sure why they have to go through other countries. We assume it's COVID travel restrictions, which Mm -hmm. all kinds of weird stuff happened. But I feel like the fact that you don't need a passport for Dubai, why wasn't that the first option? Why were they reliant on getting the Singapore passport if you didn't even need one for Dubai?
0: Uh, because I think for the Singapore one you don't have to do a quarantine. No, he was. For two they weeks. said he was gonna
1: quarantine for two weeks in Singapore.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, OK, because that would be the only thing that I could think of because I had to transit through Singapore and um, and I do believe they changed the requirements um, just a few months ago. So it would be way after this was filmed. But when I was going through Singapore, I think as long as you showed proof of vaccinations, had your PCR test, you didn't have to. quarantine. Yeah, I think
1: the I think whatever the quarantine date, I think it was I, my guess is it's the American requirement. Oh, you're coming from China. You okay. have to be out of China for okay. 14 days before you can come to the U.S.,
0: Okay, that makes more sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't it wasn't much from them, but like, I feel like I don't know. They they both are just have such weird, strong stereotypes about the other person's country and culture that I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how it's going to work.
0: You know, what's interesting to me is um, as much as that might be, I feel like Asians have like very strong stereotypes about themselves. Yeah,
1: we saw two two people on this show say Asians do this. I was like, do you know how many Asians there are? How are you speaking on behalf of all of them? Yes, I know.
0: And to lump them all (laughs) into one category, too, I think is kind of absurd because, I mean, not even all, you know, if we're talking about the actual continent of Asia and, you know, everyone on the continent of Asia would consider themselves Asians. Even like they don't look alike. I mean, like, we're talking like not even similar. No, There's some yeah, vast huge, differences. Huge,
1: huge differences in cultures and right. lookups. And yeah. cultural
0: differences, and you know, just even uh, financial means, like, and how developed a country is. I mean, it's it's just all over the place in Asia. But I will say that, you know, Johnny was the one who was just like, Asians are cautious. Well, no, so it's like, well, Well, Pal, at least Pal it's said from Asians
1: him. love their family, uh, like, do what their families want them to do. Like, <laughs> so we had mm-hmm. two people. That's what I'm saying. So two people. But there were two yeah. Asian people. But two Asian people just, gin- right. just making sweeping generalizations about all Asians.
0: But that's what I'm saying. A lot of Asian people do that. Like they – they. it's like they're the ones who are perpetuating the stereotypes <laughs> about themselves <laughs> or about the other Asians. They're probably not even talking about themselves. They're probably talking about yes. all the other Asians since yes. there's so many of us. Yes.
1: That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Uh,
0: Uh, Okay, so uh, what about your student of the week? I know it's difficult this week. I know, as as always. always. I went
1: with Mike because that could have gone a lot worse. He could have been a lot more embarrassed. And I feel like he kind of handled it, handled the situation he was put in as best he could. Obviously, he could have been better by not leaving his underwear on the floor everywhere. But I'm saying once confronted about it during the confrontation, it was like, okay, all right, I'll stop doing that. I'll work on it.
0: So that's kind of funny that you should say Mike because I actually said Jimena. And I know that you probably disagree with me on this, but it's like I actually really think that Jimena is really trying mm-hmm. to make this work. Um, and so for her to make this work, she cannot be like just grossed out by him. So I think that's what kind of motivated this conversation. So she's, I think she's trying and I know maybe the execution isn't so great or you would kind of think like – if you're just not that intim, you're just not that intim, just yeah. move on. Right. But she's, she's working hard to make this work. Yeah,
1: I, I can see that. I just, I just have an issue with people who, I don't know. It, it, but part of it's just my dad thing. Cause I had to train out like for my kids with food. I can put foods That's gross. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't say anything's gross. Stop yelling. Things are gross. Just, you don't have to <laughs> like it and you don't have to, you can think it's gross. Just find a nicer way to say it in a more appropriate time. just, chill out with that. Oh, sure, and so sure. I do get kind of yeah. frustrated with people who can't. I don't know, because I feel the same way about for me, it smells like people who overreact to smells. I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. ch- just chill out, man. Like we all
0: smell it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had that extensive <laughs> conversation about yes. this in Vegas about uh, cigarette smokes and how some of our friends make a big deal about it. It's like, yeah, we all get it. No one wants to yeah. be around it, but you just yeah. deal with it. All right. Uh, what about uh, your My dunce
1: was Usman. Like, I think I felt, I felt like. Oh, yeah.
0: Talk about mixed signals.
1: Yeah. Mixed signals. I, 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 the one I said was, it's like you're toying with her. Like, you're going there. You know what she wants. But you're going to be like, I'm not going to give that to you. I'm just going to tease you. I'm going to tease you with staying here. And just Mm -hmm. lighting up her. She mean lit up when he was like, I'm going to stay here. And he seemed a little drunk. Like, something seemed off. He was like, hey, maybe I stay here tonight. Like, just on the door.
0: I think because he was embarrassed. It's like coming back with your tail between maybe, your legs.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: Like, I was wrong, yeah. you know. But okay, you're right. I'll you're stay. right. Sending mixed
1: signals is another way to, is another way to put it. That just, like, yeah, hey, you got you can't mm-hmm. do that.
0: Yeah. All right. My dance was menace. Yeah. And even though Hamza is, you know, not exactly the most responsible adult, um, I think her eagerness and, like, pushiness to get married to almost put a... Well, I shouldn't say almost to put an ultimatum yes. out. Either we get married on this trip or we're broken up, I just think is like absurd. Like what this is how you jump into things, make impulsive decisions, even as her family uh-huh. has said, she makes impulsive decisions that you're gonna I, mean, I just didn't
1: like the way I don't like the way she talks to him at all. It's always it's always very disrespectful. No. But like
0: Yeah, and it's motherly almost. Well, it's borderline motherly. Like and
1: she's like immediately she's like, Listen, we have an issues, you're not being mature enough. You're not taking care of your things. I need you to be more of an adult and a partner. you should be to be grown and responsible. Now let's go get shit faced. <laughs>
0: <Like, like, laughs>
1: <laughs> a country I've never been yeah. to. Let's go.
0: Like, I know that like drinking isn't so much of yes. a thing. That's the other, you know, whenever they show it, like it was like Brittany and uh, her guy. I'm forgetting his name now. Oh, it's right, like whenever right, right. you show uh, people trying to get wasted in uh, Muslim countries, it's just kind of like, can we be a little bit respectful of the fact that, like, you know, the, your partners yes. don't drink?
1: Yeah. I mean, because she was like – first of all, she was with a Grey Goose, which I judge. But Grey Goose and, like – And just like, I need more, more, more vodka. Go more. Like, yeah. And he's like, and he even says, like, I drink with special occasions with special people, like, which meant basically I drink with her, I guess, or some girlfriends or whatever. But it's not a thing he normally does. And like,
0: and I would think probably champagne or wine or something. And it's not
1: because of the way it is, the culture is, it's not a party country. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, everybody's getting, everybody's getting shit faced and having a great time over here. It's like, yeah, and, it, and yeah. it is, it's lame when you're the only person that's really drunk and everybody else is just like, okay, drunk rando, being drunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, unless you're too drunk to even know That's where she was that's trying to get. <laughs> everybody loved me. Uh, <laughs> everybody was watching me the whole time. It was because I
1: was so awesome.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, uh, what about your life lesson? Uh, okay,
1: so this goes to Ella. Like, when you've already found the fundamental root of your disagreement... Um, actually, it's more for Johnny because I agree with Ella that there's no longer a point in discussing it. Like somebody just mm-hmm. needs to make up their mind and they have to figure you have to do what you're going to do because he literally kept saying, well, I think we can have more discussion. And she was like, I don't know what we're discussing. I want you to come discuss, and right? you don't want to come. And I can't do anything about yeah. it. So make your decision. Like, I get, yeah. And, and so that's how you end up in those conversations where you talk for like. Four hours and nobody says anything new. You just talk in circles.
0: Right. Because it's not productive at all. You're basically talking in circles because there's nothing else to discuss. All right. So my life lesson, we kind of already have kind of talked about it when we talked about Kim and Usman. Um, But you should let someone fall in love with the real you. If you act like the perfect partner and they don't see that you're the perfect partner, I just don't think they ever will. So might as well be yourself and don't put so much pressure on yourself. Uh, by forcing someone to fall in love with you by being this perfect version of yourself.
1: Yeah, it's is it, it isn't even a version of yourself it's if exhausting. it's perfect? Yeah, like who who can be on all the time? Nobody.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, we'll see if we see all these couples again next week. Uh, yeah. I think I'm neutral whether or not we see Caleb and Olivia. Yeah,
1: I think they definitely may. I wouldn't be surprised if we at least don't see them for now. But I feel like they. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll do a wrap up or yes. something. Because it would be difficult if they've already filmed a tell all to like edit them out of a tell all. So I could kind of see them. Right. You know. Yes,
1: they just <laughs> panning and scanning. They just do the wide shot and you see Caleb sitting over there in the corner. Yeah. It's like
0: Lena's <laughs> completely burnt yeah, out.
1: <laughs> just as, well, he isn't the problem. They might talk to him. You know, oh Alina couldn't join yeah. us hmm
0: right right or she'll her screen will be black yeah. well, uh, I, mean, I don't the, know because
1: when they fired baby girl lisa they stopped even using her name right he's she's my yeah, ex-wife my yeah. ex-wife did this which hampers the season because you know they would be showing flashbacks right like
0: oh yeah yeah we yeah we know the way that sharp kind of cuts this yeah. stuff yeah for sure Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they are on next week. Um, The reason why I'm kind of indifferent is because I personally have not seen everything that's been dug up. So I don't have an opinion one way or the other because I, you know, things I saw were very secondhand. Um, I only saw the N-word post and um, her dressed up as appropriating, uh, I think, Indian culture. That was the only thing I saw.
1: Yeah, and I did, didn't really do a deep dive into it. So if there's there's more I terrible things either. that were missing, then yes, oh, yes that she should be absolutely. fired. <laughs> I, and I know,
0: and I know it's not just those two things that are out there. And quite honestly, I can't say that I am super compelled by their storyline at this yeah. point. Um, so that's why I'm kind of indifferent if we see them again yeah. or not. Yeah,
1: I, I would agree with that. Yeah,
0: right. So we'll see who we see next week, and I guess that'll be kind of a talking yeah. point: <laughs> who yeah. will be who, who back. We see. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right so until then we'll see y'all all next right. week okay bye bye I'm good